0: Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. I feel like I should start with a joke. <laughs> yeah, that, that's your quota of laughing for the night. So Jesus, Jesus said something profound in uh, Luke chapter 22 verse 19. He was having communion with his disciples and he asked them to do this in remembrance of me. So this is Jesus who who came to earth. He was fully God. He completely transformed these guys' lives. They went from fishing in a boat to walking past people and seeing their shadow heal people who have been crippled their whole life. Their entire life was transformed. They met God incarnate. They saw him die before their very eyes. Then they saw him be raised to life. They saw him in person. They saw the holes in his hands, the holes in his side from when he was killed. And then they saw him ascend to heaven. But Jesus said to them, hey, please don't forget about me. Like, has anyone ever thought about the fact that he actually said to his disciples, hey, do this in remembrance of me? And he said that because we have this unique ability to forget really important things. Like, hands up if you've forgotten your spouse's birthday, your mother's birthday, we have this unique ability to forget really important things in our lives. And I felt to start the service by just sharing a, a few things, just reminding us of a few things that we've seen God do lately. And uh, I want to remind us of the fact that in this last uh, nearly a year, almost since we started the night service, we've seen around 170 salvations, or nearly 200 since we last that last year finished. And about at this night service, we saw probably about 60 or 70 at this night service. That's a lot of salvations. That's a lot of people making decisions to follow God. We saw a lot of baptisms. We saw a lot of people declaring their faith in God, testifying of what he has done in their lives and prophesying to the community, many with tears coming down their face. And I remember just some of the, uh, some of the testimonies where you just knew there wasn't a dry eye in the room as, as these people testified as who God was in their life, we've seen, uh, we've seen a lot of awesome miracles. Uh, there was a time when Andy was with a workmate at work and he prayed for him. He didn't have arches and he grew arches in this work meeting. And so Andy then came to church and testified at the night service about what happened. And then we prayed for some people, and another young adult, Sandra, saw arches grow in her feet. And uh, there's been people who have walked into here limping and in pain, and they've walked out pain-free because God showed up, and um, and and we we heard earlier on this year, Graham came and shared with us at the night service. Uh, Graham Gollin, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, he had a cancer, and he was going in for an operation, and he came in. He was prayed for, and that cancer was cursed. to to shrivel up and die. And when the doctors opened them up, they found the cancer shriveled up and dead. We've seen some amazing miracles take place here. We've seen people encounter God. We've seen people like, you know, like they are aware of God. They can show up and they can say the right words. But then in a moment of worship, they're just humbled before the King of Kings. They're humbled in an experience with their creator where we've seen people lying on the floor up the front here as everyone just honours God in the room we've seen people encounter God and we've seen people come into life giving relationships with God and with the community around them. We have seen some amazing things, but I believe our future is much bigger and brighter than most of us realize. Tonight, uh, I'm going to speak a little differently, I'm going to speak. Uh, specifically to uh, the night service uh, and about the night service. And so many of you who know me or know us, our heart is 100% to equip and empower you to go out, to empower ourselves to leave the four walls of the church and be Jesus to our community, be Jesus to our family, to our workmates. But for tonight specifically, I just felt to really address us as a night service and speak into that if that's all right. So, we have been running this night service for about 14, 15 months. um, And I believe God wants and is going to do some powerful things in our night service. Can I get another microphone if this keeps cutting? I believe God wants and is going to do some powerful things in our night service. I believe in the next 12 months, God wills. Does that work? I believe in the next 12 months, God wills to see double the amount of people saved that we have in the last 14. I believe that God wills to see double the amount of people saved in the next 12 months than we have in the previous 14, that he wills to see double the amount of people be baptized in the next 12 months than we have seen. I believe that it's his will that to see double the amount of people sowing into financially what God is doing in this place. Amen, Gideon. I I believe that uh, God wills to see double the amount of miracles take place in here. That there would be frequent testimonies of God showing up. Like this morning, uh, I was speaking with Dan this morning and I've prayed for him before. Couldn't even lift his arms above his shoulders. Couldn't really even turn his neck and now he's just free. Like that's a miracle. It may not be your miracle, but it's his miracle. I believe... uh, I believe God wills to see double the amount of God encounters in this place, of God becoming real to people in a moment. I believe that God wills to see double the amount of people in this next 12 months coming into a life-giving relationship with Him and with the community around them. And I believe that that is His will and, and I believe I can say that because Jesus wills that all be saved and that none would perish, 2 Peter 3, 9. He wills that all would be baptised, Matthew 28, verse 18. He wills that all would put Him first and seek His kingdom first with every aspect of their life, including their finances, Matthew six thirty three. He wills that every single person would be able to operate in miracles, that every single person would be healed, Matthew 10 1. He wills that every single person would have a tangible encounter with the Holy Spirit in which God becomes real to them in a way that they can relate to Him as a Father that He is, Acts 10 41. And He wills that every single person would come into a life giving relationship with with Him and with the community around them. John 10.10, for Jesus came, that we may have life and life more abundantly. So it is His will to see increase take place in this next season. But I intentionally wanted to frame some figures around that. I intentionally wanted to frame some figures and say what it might look like to see double because I want every person in this room to picture that. I want you to picture what it looks like to walk in here at 10 to 6, not 10 past six, and see the foyer packed, buzzing with people talking, chatting, praying for each other, encouraging one another, worshipping in this place with 200 people to see people encountering God's love, powerful moments of anointed worship, revelatory preaching in which people leave challenged, inspired and changed. I want you to picture what it looks like to hear testimonies each week of God's miraculous provision, his healing to see baptisms, see 20 people baptized in a service, to have to run a second service because we have so many baptisms and people genuinely tearing up in front of their community as, as their life has been transformed by God and all they wanna do is testify about that. I want you to actually take a moment and I want you to picture that. I want you to picture what that could look like for us as a night service. And then I want to ask you the question, what does it look like for you to grow into that sort of church, to grow into a sort of person that attends a church like that, a night service like that? What does it look like for us to grow into that identity required to handle that sort of favour, to handle that sort of momentum, to handle that many salvations? There's a lot of people coming into the kingdom that have a lot of value and trust for the people who are already here. What does that look like for you to grow into that which God is calling us to do? God is so much bigger than we think. And I've just heard a few like ridiculous testimonies uh, in the last week. And one individual, a young adult from our city, he uh, was uh, not walking with God, was living a very self-indulgent life, dealing with some significant sexual sin. But God just said, time's up. (laughs) And he just sent the Holy Spirit after him. And he was on drugs at an event. And all of a sudden, God just opened his eyes to the spirit world. He opened his eyes to life. He opened his eyes to darkness. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit came into him. And he began to engage with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit told him what spirit he was partnering with. And the Holy Spirit told him how to deliver himself from that. And he did that in that moment. He is saved, healed, and set free because the Holy Spirit showed up. Like God is so much bigger than we think. He is so much bigger than we think. And we're invited to grow into partnering with that in this place. There are lots of ways in which we can partner with what God is doing in this place. There's lots of ways where we can partner as individuals and a congregation, but I believe there's two main ways that God is inviting us in these next 12 months to partner with what he is wanting to do. The first is prayer. I believe uh, God is inviting people in this room of different ages and stages to intentionally partner with prayer for this night service specifically that God would awaken a desire in some of your hearts to actually influence what takes place here. Every single week we engage with spiritual warfare and some weeks go better than others. And so I want you to know that if you, if you are willing, if there is a hunger in your heart to influence what is happening in this place, then I want to invite you to consider what it looks like to pray into the warfare that takes place every week, the desire to see truth overcome deception, the desire to see light break into some very dark and deceived lives. Prayer is one of the, is, the, is the first way I feel like God is inviting us to partner with what He is doing in this next season the influence that comes from a people who are willing to say, this is my community, this is my place of connection, this is my place of worship and growth on a Sunday. The influence that comes from people who are willing to take ownership of what is happening here on a Sunday night. That influence of people praying will be an essential part of seeing more anointed moments of worship where people encounter God through the Holy Spirit. The intentional increase of prayer will be an essential part in seeing greater moments of revelation, seeing people step into breakthrough and take into their workplace or study. Seeing an increase in people coming into life-giving relationships with their community around them and with God is an essential part of people praying and sowing into that. All these signs of the outworking of our purpose as a church and a community will be the fruit of prayers because no one ever did anything significant for God unless they prayed or someone else prayed. No one ever did anything significant for God unless they prayed or someone else prayed. Every person is in this room because someone prayed. And someone else could be in this room if God puts it on your heart to pray for this night's service. I'm going to invite you in a moment to respond that if you do feel that conviction in your heart to partner in prayer for this night's service, to intentionally respond to that. Uh, but I really feel like it's got to come from within. I really feel like it's got to be, there has to be a hunger and a word from God that He actually places a conviction in your heart for this, inviting you to take ownership of what is happening and what is going to happen. It doesn't have to be an intentional pre-service prayer meeting. But it does have to be an accountable partnership birthed out of hunger to see God's increase in this place. A willingness to pray into and influence what takes place here on a Sunday evening. Zechariah 4 says pray for rain in the springtime or other translations say the latter rain. In other words, pray for rain when the rain is coming and the principle is to pray for what God is doing and God is doing amazing things. Another crazy testimony I heard last week was of another a youth and she was one of Lydia's youth uh, when Lydia was a youth leader and she was living, uh, she was a very insecure young girl and she was um, Trouble, you could just say. And the long story short is she found herself uh, on her lounge floor being handcuffed by the police after assaulting her dad. And in that moment, she cried out to God. She had been to Easter camp, but she didn't know God like like she needed to. And she cried out to God, and her whole life has changed. She's getting excellences, and she wants to go to Hillsong College. And, and not that that's like the, the, the epitome of Christianese success, you know, but you can recognise a transformation that took place in that way, in that, in that moment. And that sort of transformation comes from a people who are willing to partner with what God is doing and influence that. It's a partnership with what God is doing that sees that sort of thing take place. God is moving in this city and this night service is invited to take a lead role in what God is doing. The first thing I feel like God is inviting us to partner with is prayer. And so we're gonna do a mid-service altar call at this point. And uh, But genuinely, I'm going to ask you to stand up in a moment if you feel there's a conviction on your heart to intentionally pray for this night service each week. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a pre-service meeting, but it needs to be an owned, an owned decision by you. I don't want you to stand up because you feel you should, you feel bad for not standing up. I want you to stand up if you genuinely feel a conviction from the Holy Spirit and a hunger to influence what is going on here every week through prayer. I'm gonna ask you to stand, then I'm gonna pray for you and commission you for the rest of the year. Is that cool? So if you are come to when you feel conviction in your heart that that's you, that you wanna respond to that, then I'm gonna ask you to stand now, please. That's awesome. Can you take a photo, (laughs) Joe? Just so I can hit them up. Um, Okay, just put your hands out in front of you and just extend your hands if you're sitting down. Yeah, Jesus, we just thank you so much for these individuals that you have placed a conviction in their heart that they wanna partner with what you are doing in this night service. They wanna partner with salvations, healings, miracles. They wanna partner with people coming into a life-giving relationship with you. And right now in the name of Jesus, we commission them as servants of this house, as servants of your will in this place. And we pray for a spirit of consistency, a spirit of courage and a spirit of faith to pray both. Old prayers, to pray life-giving prayers and, and the, the joy that comes from seeing those prayers answered. We release that over every person that is standing up right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. You may be seated. Um, I will be in touch. <laughs> um, so the two main things I believe God is inviting us into as a night service to grow into is prayer. And the second one is serving. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, uh, for, for the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. So he did not come to be served by us, but he came to serve the entirety of humanity. Jesus came to serve, uh, to serve and not be served. And we as Christians, as little Christ, have an identity that cannot be separated from that. That, that there's no such thing as an identity in Christ but not being a servant. Yes, I 100% believe that, that you are a daughter of God, you're a son of God, that you are beloved, that he is such a good father, he is a perfect father. If, if you haven't got that thing that you feel like he's put on your heart, then he's either got something better for you or that thing's gaining interest, like he is better than you think. And you're an amazing daughter and you're an amazing son, but you're also a servant. And the identity of a Christian, the identity of following Jesus is partnering with that servant-heartedness that Jesus modelled when he came to earth. He came to serve, not be served. Um, John chapter 13 verse 34, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples just after he washed their feet, which was generally the role of the lowest social servant within the, um, the house or whatever was going on there. And so Jesus just washed the disciples' feet and he says to them, a new commandment I give you, love one another as I love you. Love one another as I love you. A question for you is how do you know if you are loving someone else? How do you know if you are loving someone else? What's your metric? You do wanna shout something out? Cost you something. Correct, that is very correct. Uh, the, uh, The answer, slightly adjusted, is you're serving them. You serve the people you love in your life. And you love the people that you serve in your life. And Jesus has asked us to serve others, to love others, sorry, the way that he loved us. And he came here to serve us. And so we are invited to serve others. He says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, that no one can serve two masters. You either serve one, you love one and hate the other, You are devoted to one or you're despised to the other. So Jesus is speaking in reference to God and money. No one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate one and love the other. Uh, No one can serve two masters. The one you serve, he is saying, is the one that you love. And the one that you love is the one that you serve. You cannot separate the identity of who you are as a son and daughter of God and not partner with that identity of being a servant of God. This is not about forcing you to do more chores or to like help out around here. We have an amazing team but you are invited to grow in your understanding of how God has made you. You see, the most pleasurable and the most enjoyable place to be in life is right in the centre of God's will for your life because He has created you for a purpose and when you step into that purpose and part of that purpose is servanthood, you experience the fullness of life that He has called you to. Along with prayer, serving is going to be one of the key influences to growing in what God has for us. Without serving, there is minimal substance to what we are actually doing in this place. Without serving, there is minimal substance to what even goes on in other events. Unless there is a heavy dose of servant-hearted individuals giving of themselves, then you are simply left with a consumption-orientated event. Without a heavy dose of servant-hearted individuals giving of themselves, you are left with a consumption-orientated event. And the challenge with consumption oriented events is the people would disappear just as fast as they came. And I personally don't want to be part of a moment that people speak about and say, remember that time. I'd rather be part of a movement that continues to grow in which people do speak about, remember that time, but see this time now that we're living in. Because we partner with something of consistency and significance because it was merged with our identity of serving something bigger than what we are. I want to be a part of something that influences a generation, not just a highlight people speak about. And I know there's people in this room, I know every person in this room has that desire in them to be a part of something significant. You may not be aware of it, but God has placed that inside of every individual. And what it looks like to be a part of something significant is to partner with it with a servant heart. Um, Just going to have a a second altar (laughs) call. Uh, And that's just for two things. It's one uh, if if you feel like that that it's time for you to begin serving here, that you don't serve here. And hear my heart that like uh, I don't expect every single person to serve here. Like most, yes. But I don't expect every single person I understand that we have different areas where we serve. This is not the main ministry for 94% of people in this room. So your main ministry and your main service is elsewhere. But this is a place where you can exercise some service. And so this is for two things. It's for one, people who aren't serving. But you're like, man, I want to be a part of something that influences the generation to come. I want to be a part of something significant. And I want to serve what God is doing in this place. And secondly, I want to uh, I want people to respond. If you are serving, but there's a there's a bit of lack of wholeheartedness to your serving, that that uh, a real challenge is that if you are uh, if you are regularly late to your voluntary roles, but you're always on time to work, or the work you do when you're volunteering is not as high of a standard as when you are working, then you value money more than your yes. You value money more than your yes when you do a better job when you're getting paid for it than when you say yes to volunteering. And so I want two, two people to respond. One, if you feel to partner, you, you aren't serving in this space, but you feel like it's time. I feel like there's a conviction in my heart to serve, to be a part of something greater than what I'm doing on my own. And secondly, if you are serving but you feel this conviction to take ownership of what is happening in this place, to take ownership of the good things and the bad things, and to serve with your whole heart in whatever sphere, whatever sphere you're in, then I'm going to ask you to respond. So if you're comfortable, if you feel like you're in one of those two categories, I'm not serving here, but I feel like I would like to start serving. I would like to start contributing here specifically. And secondly, if there's a conviction in your heart that you are serving, but you've sort of been giving your second best in your areas, you've sort of just been caretaking a role as opposed to taking ownership of what God is doing in the area, I'm going to ask you to stand now. Don't, Don't stand unless you mean it. That's awesome. Could the band come up while I pray? Um, So I'm just gonna pray for each of you guys. Uh, But what I really want you guys to know is like, um, like you don't have to work for approval in this place. If that's what you're hearing, then you're missing my heart. You're missing our heart, that you're 100% accepted, you're 100% loved. But we do value seeing people coming into the fullness of what God has created for them. And part of that is always partaking in something that is bigger than you, that is extending further in you, but you're deciding to serve it for the expansion of God's kingdom. So I really honor each of you guys. But if you're comfortable to just close your eyes and put your hands out in front of you, we're just gonna pray for you. Please extend the hand if you're comfortable, if you're sitting down. Yeah, Jesus, we just thank you for every single individual that has stood up here is recognised that there is something great going on here. There is something about your spirit in this place, that there is an anointing in this place for life and life abundantly. And I just pray for every single individual standing that you anoint them with your spirit. You anoint them with diligence and consistency and faithfulness and ability to value their yes more than anything else, an ability to value their work and who they are. I pray you bless them with energy, enthusiasm, mercy for other volunteers when they don't show up and grace to do an amazing job. We bless every person. In the name of Jesus. Did you get a photo, Joe Taylor? No, actually, we're not doing a photo. Uh, Amen. Um, I would really value, like, uh, if you could chat with Joe Taylor after and just actually share your heart, like, what did that mean to you? We don't want to give you a sheet of paper which you fill out and and you you fit into a box. We want to find out what God made you for. We want to find out what it's going to look like for you to serve in this place and connect with God and connect with the people around you and serve them and you come into life as well as the people around you. So if you're comfortable to chat with Joe Taylor after she'll be at the back of the room or at reception, that would be really awesome. And just share what that meant for you if that's okay. You start playing. Um, so last of all, uh, just before we close with a worship song, um, we are just going to give an opportunity that if there is anyone here who hasn't made a decision to follow God, uh, we're going to give you that opportunity. So if you're comfortable to close your eyes in this place. Yeah, so if you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, that you do not know what it is to walk in relationship with the God that created you, shaped you, formed you and made you for a purpose, who calls you His son, who calls you His daughter, who is proud of you, who has known you from day one, who shaped you in every single way, who does not look down upon you, but looks upon you with affection, value, and love, and joy. If you don't know what it is to be in relationship with your Creator, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in this moment. So if you're comfortable in this moment, just to raise your hand, I'm going to see it, I'm going to bless it, and you can put it down. But if you don't know what it is to be in relationship with the God that created you, loves you, believes in you, and wants to release you into your fullness, then just raise your hand. I'm going to see a blessing. You can put it down. Thank you, Jesus.